It's lunchtime in Central Texas. What are we having? Uh, just your standard regular lunch, I guess. Milk? PB&J with the crusts cut off. Well, Brian, this is a very nutritious lunch. All the food groups are represented. Did your mom marry Mr. Rogers? Uh, no, Mr. Johnson. Huh. Time for the press box. Here's your host, Ward White, along with Aaron Sexton. And it is lunchtime in Central Texas. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the press box here on this Football Friday. Aaron's not very excited about Football Friday because he has so many things going on that he, he cannot get fired up like he used to. Uh, you know, I no, I still love it, but it's a busy day. <laughs> we'll say that. But it is for you, too. It is for everybody around here. It absolutely <laughs> is. Hey, some Football Thursday. How about the Abbott Panthers getting a win yesterday afternoon, 78-56 to over Borden County Coyotes. And congratulations to Coach Allen Hare and the Chaparral Bobcats over in Colleen. They get a win again at 39-34 over the Pflugerville Panthers. And we'll have plenty of high school football coming up tonight across our airwaves right here on ESPN. You'll have the Robinson Rockets starting at 6.30 with the pregame. And then over on 101.3, you'll have the Lorena Leopards, also a 6.30 start. And on 104.9, you'll have a 6.30 start for China Spring Cougars. And over on our sister station, Fox Sports Central Texas, I'll have the uh, play-by-play for you for the Temple Wildcats down at the field, spelled with a P, in Pflugerville uh, as they take like on that. Weiss. Yeah, that's kind of cool. <laughs> Pflugerville Field, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Uh, as they take on Weiss and Weiss 5-0 and coming into tonight's game, uh, leading the district and Temple looking for their first district win tonight. And it should be a whole lot of fun. Our pregame will start at 7 o'clock and kick off at 7.30 over on Fox Sports Central Texas. So uh, lots of high school football for your enjoyment tonight right here across our airwaves. And then after that, you'll have the Friday Night Lights scoreboard show with Stephen Simcox and Lark Smith coming up. This will be our final segment here on, or not segment, but final show at noon because the press box is going to move to 11 as of Monday. So everybody sit your alarm clock, 11 o'clock. It'll still be lunchtime in Texas right, for me. Right. So we're going to still call it lunchtime. Uh, but we're just going to we're going to start eating a little bit earlier <laughs> in, in the press box. And so we'll have the uh, show. Lark Smith will join me. And Aaron will continue to run the ship from noon to 6 o'clock right here on ESPN Central Texas been a fun ride yeah it is it really has and uh i'm i'm, I'm still gonna try to steal you you know that <laughs> right and i'll still be on the air it'll just be the next six hours after the press box <laughs> college football last night how about western kentucky uh beating middle, Ten- middle tennessee 31 to 10 it was tulsa getting a big win over temple 48 to 26 that may be the most offense tulsa's had in in quite a while uh putting up 48 points and a surprise in overtime last night, Jacksonville State takes down Sam Houston State 35-28 to in overtime last night. So uh, a little bit of a surprise there. Sorry, Coach Stewart and his uh, uh, Bearcats down in Sam Houston. Uh, tonight in college football, Aaron will probably be 
locked in on number 10, Utah, and number 19, Oregon State tonight at 8 o'clock. I will, and did you know that Utah is a dog in that game? Really? Yes. Number 10 is a dog to number 19? Yes. Let me find the exact line. How about that? I know the money line, they were like plus plus 110. Wow. Or plus 100, which is basically even money, but it was like minus one. Because it's at Oregon State, I guess. Yeah, and I think basically it's a pick because – Oregon State is minus one twenty, which is okay. You know, pretty close to a pick 'em. But still, check that nineteen and ten facing each other, and ten the dog in that game. Uh, Louisville and NC State at six o'clock tonight. That's on ESPN. Uh, the uh, Louisiana Tech and UTEP game tonight on CBSN at eight o'clock, and the late game tonight, uh, which I hope to be back to watch a little bit of Cincinnati and BYU in the Big Twelve tonight. Yeah, that that should be a good game too. Uh, yeah, Oregon State four point favorites at home against Utah. That doesn't make any sense. It does not, and I will be. Uh, well, Are you going to take that? I think so. I, I, it seems like it seems like a uh, maybe a, a, a sucker, misprint, a sucker bet. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, one of those trap games for betters. Yes. You know, that just looks too good to be true, but there's a reason why. I'm taking Utah. Why Vegas one. made the line the way they did? But yeah, I am too. I don't. I I think it'll be a close game, and I think Oregon State may win, but if they do, I think it'll be super close. Uh, but I do. I, but I think Utah wins the game outright. I do, too. I, I'm I really shocked do. by that line. <laughs> I really am. That, 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 I may have to join you on that. <laughs> on Saturday, NCAA football, biggest game for you coming up this weekend. Uh, is there one that jumps off the page for you right now? Um, Texas, Kansas. Yeah, I mean, I know that's that. that it's the easy answer, big, but it's a it's Big Twelve it's always comes answer. to mind yeah. first. Yeah, so uh, I would. I mean, that is. We know Texas is good. Mm-hmm. Beating Alabama. Just dominating Baylor for the most part in that entire game. Um. So, but we also know that Kansas is pretty good. They got to win. Mm-hmm. You know, over a BYU team that was coming off a big win over Arkansas. And I know it doesn't work like that as far as, you know, this team beat this team and this team beat this team. So that means they're great. But I think they're pretty good. And I, I'm looking forward to that game. I think that's going to be one that will have a lot of eyeballs on it. I still think that USC and Colorado will have a lot of eyeballs. Oh, on they it. will have a ton of eyeballs. I think that the fact that that last game was a blowout is what hurt the ratings for. Colorado mm-hmm. and Oregon because mm-hmm. it still drew 10 million people and it was over at halftime. Right. If this is a close game throughout, it's going to do huge ratings. But is it going to be? I don't think so. No, I don't I think know. it'll go a lot like the uh, I think it'll look at Oregon very similar game, yeah. last to last week. I really do. And that's not a shot at Colorado. Look, they've done they've outdone expectations already. Uh and that program's going in the right direction. There's no doubt about it. Texas A&M and Arkansas, I think that that one is going to be very interesting. It's at AT&T Stadium in Arlington. Uh, that That's always a good matchup between those two, and both teams travel very well, so it'll be a sold-out stadium uh, coming on Saturday at 11 a.m. for that one. Um, there's a couple of more. Of course, the Baylor-UCF game, I'm, I'm intrigued about that. I want to see Baylor on the road for the first time. How do they, how do they react, how they bounce back after Texas? I think that that's going to be – very interesting for the Bears coming up on Saturday. Yeah, it's uh, it may maybe one of those things that hopefully 
hopefully it is that being on the road is a good thing. They've had four straight home games, maybe mm-hmm. just getting away and, you know, being in front of a hostile crowd will get them fired up. Mm-hmm. I agree. I mean, and it gets you a chance to bond. There's a whole lot of advantages to it. Biggest game for me has to be number 13 LSU taking on number 20 Ole Miss uh, coming up. And this will be it, Mississippi. So it will be a huge tailgate party. Uh, I, I'm, I would love to be able to sit down and watch that one for a while. I think that's going to be a, a really, really good matchup coming up. Notre Dame and Duke also going to be a good game, number 11 versus number 17. And college game day at Duke. I don't remember the last time college game day was at Duke. Maybe never. I don't know for sure. I no, haven't checked been, the stats. A lot of big Mondays, but, yeah, no, I don't. Uh, I basketball, don't, yes, but yeah, football? absolutely. Uh, no, I, I, I don't remember the last time. Because they've been bad for so long. I, I just don't – I don't know if it's ever happened. I really don't. Boy, I don't think it gets talked about enough, the, the job that, that Mike Elko has done, mm-hmm. getting them not just competitive but turned around and, and not just beating Clemson but dominating them. I mean, that, that game, they put it on Clemson. Yes, that they wasn't did. A, that wasn't a last-second field goal field. No, that wasn't goal. a fluke. Yeah, it wasn't – and it wasn't Clemson played their worst game and, and – that was come on out behind the barn. Game. Yes, it's like <laughs> let's go. We're better, and and they proved it. So, uh, that's I'm looking forward to that game as well. Should be an interesting matchup uh, in the Big Twelve. Of course, we mentioned the Texas Kansas game. That probably is the biggest matchup in the Big Twelve. I think Cincinnati BYU tonight's a big matchup. Uh, Houston and Texas Tech. I I think this is this is an important game for the Red Raiders. Enjoy McGuire. I mean, if they let Houston come in and push them around, things are not going to go well for Joey McGuire and the no. Red Raiders. And I think this is a get-right game for them. Houston's not very good. Should be. But you just never know. Yeah. I, mean, yeah. I would be saying the same thing if it was Baylor and Houston this weekend. I just don't know what Baylor team's going to show up and what Houston mm-hmm. team's going to show up. Right. I think Baylor's better, but you know they haven't really shown it this year at any point. Even right. the Long Island win was – so uninspired and unimpressive. I mean, I, they, they, and and part of it was by design. They just lined up and ran right at them, drained mm-hmm. the clock, and 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 went up and down the field and scored. Which I understand that, but the other three games have all been losses, and all three of those losses they've gotten dominated in the trenches mm-hmm. on both sides of the ball, offensive right. and defensive line, and that includes a Texas State game. That really worries me. Yeah, I I don't I don't know. Uh, Baylor at UCF. We'll have that game for you right here on ESPN Central Texas. Our pregame starts at 12.30 and kickoff at 2.30 with the tailgate show and the kickoff right here. And, of course, the fan forum afterwards. Uh, Iowa State at Oklahoma. We talked about that game yesterday. I think this is a, a pretty easy game for Oklahoma. Uh, I'm still not bought in on Iowa State, although they've probably played better than I thought they would. And then West Virginia at TCU. Aaron, is West Virginia better than we thought they were? Oh, absolutely. I don't know how much. Or is Tech just that bad? Well, you know, it's not – Because they didn't – they looked good last week. They did. And and Pittsburgh is not a top 25 team this year, but they're also not a terrible team. Mm -hmm. West Virginia also beat them. And we all thought that West Virginia was not 
just going to be down this year, but really bad. So I would say that they're definitely are, they've definitely already proved they're better than I thought they were going to be by beating Tech and Pittsburgh, even if both of those teams are having down years. Well, they were picked to be in the cellar, and I, I think they're better than that right now. Well, Neil Brown, yeah, he talked about that, and we kind of laughed. Like, oh, okay, I, you know, you got to say that. But apparently he, he knew what he was talking about. Mm-hmm. He knew he had a better team than everybody thought. That game will kick off at 7 o'clock tomorrow night. All right, Cowboys back home, and Ezekiel Elliott coming to town to take on the Cowboys. Can the Cowboys get back on track? We'll talk to Kyle Yeomans from the Dallas Cowboys Network next on the Press Box on ESPN Central Texas. Your leader in high school sports, ESPN Central Texas. The West Coaches Show with David Woodard is brought to you by Bush's Chicken, Chevy of West, Socorro Ford, Triple S Sports, West Rentals. West Trojans back on the winning track after a 37-26 win over Dallas Madison last Friday. Coach, you only had a two-point lead at intermission. How'd you pull away in the second half? The kids, you know, fixed a couple of things that we were doing wrong and, and you know, made some good adjustments, the coaches did. And, uh, you know, we were able to, to, to really line up and, and, and just, uh, you know, control the line of scrimmage on both sides of football and, and especially offensively run the football and, and, and capitalize in the red zone and get some points. So, uh you know, a little bit different than what we've done the previous two or three weeks with 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 just committing to the run, but but uh, you know our offensive line and did a really good job of uh, of you know controlling the line of scrimmage. We were able to do that. Who stepped up on defense to keep Madison from making a comeback? D line and linebackers did a really good job of controlling their run game and, and making them one dimensional. They, they couldn't run the football. We were able to uh, you know hopefully you know try to try to make some plays in the passing game and keep those guys from running the football. And uh, you know and then the biggest thing is offensively we kept those guys off field a little bit. And so you know it, it was it was an overall team win for us. And uh, you know we still got a lot to fix and a lot to correct. And uh, but it was a step for us in the right direction. Well, this week you take on Life Oak Cliff, which is coming off a 70 to nothing blowout of Inspired Vision. What do the West Trojans need to do to secure a second straight district win? You know, I, I think the biggest thing is we got to do is we got to be more consistent in our play, you know, both sides of the football, uh, especially in, in our pass defense. You know, they're a team that really likes to throw it around, throw it probably three out every four times or something like that. And so, uh, you know, we, we've got to cover guys and, and, and have our eyes right and play good technique in the back end to be able to, uh, you know, and slow those guys down a little bit. And, you know, offensive, we've got to do the same thing, you know, as we did last week. We've got to uh, get better at controlling the line of scrimmage and controlling the pace of the game. And, and uh, you know, if we do those things, uh, I really like our chances. ESPN Central Texas. We all know high school football is huge in Texas. What else is huge is our selection of new Chevrolets and certified pre-owned vehicles at Chevy of West, home of Silverado City. And when you find new roads to Chevy of West, our award-winning team is here to help you find the perfect new Chevy, all with a free lifetime powertrain warranty. For our starting lineup of new Chevys and big savings, too, please visit ChevyofWest.com. The next time you need to rent or buy heavy equipment, remember West Rentals. At West Rentals, you'll find scissor lift, ditch witch, Skytrack, storage crates, skid steers, backhoe, power washer, jackhammer, jumping jack, and concrete trowels. Their goal is to meet all your needs from small jobs to large contracts. Locally owned and operated, West Rentals, 226 West Oak Street in West and at westrental.net. 
At Bush's Chicken, we understand how stressful life can be at times. There's work, getting kids to and from school, ball games, and other extracurricular activities. That's why we make ordering at Bush's Chicken quick and easy with the fastest drive through service you will ever experience. You can leave the cooking to us, save time, and still feed your family a solid meal. On your way home, stop by today and get the best chicken, the best tenders, and the best tea at the best value. Bush's Chicken, simply the best. Triple S Sports is your one stop for all your baseball and softball gear. They have the latest bats, gloves, balls, and equipment from names that you know and trust. Rawlings, Louisville Slugger, DeMarini, Wilson, Easton, Mizuno, Under Armour, and New Balance. Triple S Sports can also take care of your team uniform needs with their large selection of the latest sublimated apparel and custom caps. Ask about league and school special discounts. Stop by their warehouse in Waco or visit them at triplesports.com. Play ball. This is Eric Sakura at Sakura Family Ford with my favorite cousin, Clint Sakura. Thanks, Eric. You've seen us on our TV commercials over the years, but our dads are always doing the talking. Now it's finally our turn to invite you to come see us for your next vehicle. Wait, hold on, Eric. Do you think there's a reason that we only get to talk on the radio? Uh, probably because the grandkids are cuter on TV. <laughs> That's true. Take the Sakura exit in West and come see us at Sakura Family Ford where our, our family, family makes, makes the, the difference. difference. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Are you ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas' premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfied clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. When shopping for a home mortgage, Benchmark Mortgage, Waco, Central Texas is ready to bring you home, offering conventional VA, FHA, and USDA loan products for purchase and refinance transactions. Our team is committed to providing a first-class experience and united by the benchmark core values, success, relationship, dynamic, excellence, and positive attitude. We provide certainty in uncertain times. Benchmark Mortgage, Waco, Central Texas, locally owned and operated by Adam Goldenberg and MLS number 746474. With 20 years experience, visit adamgoldenberg.benchmark.us. At Bush's Chicken, you can always count on getting the best chicken, the best tenders, and the best tea at the best value. Plus, one of the great traditions at Bush's Chicken is Tender Tuesday. We make it quick and easy to feed the entire family with 16 tenders, a family gravy, and four rolls. Bush's Chicken, simply the best. Would you like to experience the excitement of Baylor football tailgating? Well, you're invited to the Baylor Alumni Home Tailgate. Open four hours prior to kickoff of each home game. This family-friendly event is open to all fans and friends of Baylor, and no game ticket is required. You can watch the big college games on large televisions, and great food from Bubba's 33 is also available. It's a great place to get your game face on. We'll be looking for you at the Baylor Alumni Home Tailgate under the Big Tent, just over the pedestrian bridge at McLean Stadium, Touchdown Alley. 
This date's going really well. We're gonna be such a great couple. Whoa, uh, I think you're going a little fast. Yeah, I know, I know. We just met, but we've got chemistry. I think you better slow down. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. I thought you were feeling it too. I'm feeling like you're driving too fast. Slow the car down, please. Speeding is dangerous, and speeding tickets are costly. Oh, <laughs> that's funny. You were talking about my driving. <sighs> I was talking about both. Be safe. Drive smart. A message from TechStot. Uh, there's a Friday song for you. Might hear that during pregame sometime tonight at a stadium of your choice. You think? It's a possibility. There's a good chance. <laughs> Lots of high school football tonight around the airways. And don't forget the uh, high school scoreboard show coming up with Stephen Simcox and Lark Smith. You know, and this is the halfway point for high school football. So you'll also be able to start looking at playoff scenarios. Uh, I know in some cases it may be a little bit early, but some cases it's not a little bit early because there's some good races going on in the district right now. So. Uh, they'll have all those playoff spots uh, up for grabs and let you know how those races are going around Central Texas and, of course, the top ten. Cowboys back at AT&T Stadium coming up on Sunday at 325 kickoff as they host the Patriots and a couple of former Cowboys come back to AT&T Stadium. Now joining us from the Cowboys Network is Kyle Yeomans. Kyle, how are we on this Friday? Man, doing good. Getting ready for football all weekend long. Got a lot of it up here in the North Texas area. And, of course, the, the Cowboys welcoming in Zeke and company on Sunday. How – how I, I know Jerry hinted on his radio show that uh, there may be something special coming for Ezekiel Elliott. I mean, is he really going to do something special for Zeke coming in after you just basically told him to, to go away last year? Yeah, I think there's going to be some sort of uh, some sort of pregame or some some kind of uh, maybe not a tribute, but but at least just acknowledgement of what uh, of what Zeke did during his time here. Because like you said, it was kind of an interesting ending. Uh, I don't think it was unforeseen no. uh, from from a Cowboys standpoint. It's not like it was really uh, there was any animosity between either one of the sides. And honestly. What, what happened from the Cowboys standpoint is they, they looked at Zeke and said, hey, listen, like we're going to let you test the open market. We're going to let you go out and see what you can get from a payment standpoint because we don't want to, to offend you by any stretch of the imagination. They did that. It took them some time, but then in the middle of training camp, he signed with the Patriots. He's a part of that backfield with Bill Belichick, and, and now he's a, a valued member of that Patriots franchise. But he's still very much so valued here. I mean, in talking in the locker room, Dak Prescott, Micah Parsons, CeeDee Lamb, even some of the younger guys like Tyler Smith uh, have talked about their relationship with Zeke and how much he meant to this organization uh, throughout his time here. So there's still a lot of love for, for Zeke in the building, a lot of love for him uh, when he comes back. So I'm sure there will be some emotions on, on Sunday, but at the same time, both sides have a, a game to play. Zeke's trying to, to avoid falling to one and three, and the Cowboys are looking to rebound after what happened on Sunday. You think they might just bring the red kettle out a, a little bit early this year for him? 
I I think that would be the ideal scenario. Where <laughs> I, I really think at, at least give him like maybe like a mini one he can put on a desk at home or like a trophy <laughs> or something where he's, maybe it's him in the kettle and it's just like a little a figurine or something. I think that would be the best. <laughs> the best presentation you could have with Zeke, period. We haven't had a chance to talk about last week. Before we get to the Patriots, let's find out what happened in Sunday's game against the Cardinals. And the Cardinals really had their way with this defense and running right at Micah Parsons. Is that the recipe that the rest of the NFL may try to use now? Uh, it might be what they, what they, at least they attempt to use. I think right now you're looking at a, a Cowboys team that's going to have to adjust, though, uh, mm-hmm. because you, you can't let that happen for the remainder of the season the way that it, it did against the Cardinals because the Eagles have done that previously to you. You've seen it in the past. Even Tennessee did it at times last year without Derrick Henry in the fold. I mean, the tape has been put out on Micah Parsons over these last few years. If you're throwing the ball, you're in trouble. But if you're running the ball, you can kind of go straight at him and play – against his aggressiveness and, and use that against himself. So, I mean, there's parts of it there that I think Dan Quinn is going to have to have a conversation with not only Micah, but that entire front seven and, and try and uh, make an adjustment enough to where he can uh, stop the run and be efficient in doing so. But uh, right now, I think that's that's the biggest concern is that defense giving up 222 yards on the ground is, is not going to cut it, not going to do it. And they're going to have to try and find a way to, to trim that number down and have some more success on the ground. Why does this team continue to struggle in the red zone? Well, I think there's a couple of things. I think they're trying to adjust without a true red zone target. You don't have the Dalton Schultz you had a year ago. You don't have Ezekiel Elliott. And as much as those guys have been replaced from a, a value standpoint, with mm-hmm. some of these young tight ends and young tailbacks, uh, you're going to, to miss what they did best. And that's what both of those guys did. Schultz was a phenomenal red zone target. Ezekiel Elliott was a fantastic short yardage back. And by the time he was done in Dallas, that was really his, his bread and butter was the short yardage stuff. So I think there's an ineffectiveness to run the ball right now with this offense in the red zone. Whenever they get to these, these short yardage situations, they really struggle to, to get the ground game going. And because of that, Teams are forcing Dak Prescott to beat them, and they're they're going back and they're saying, "Hey, uh, we're going to cover the pass, and if y'all want to run it, fine, that's fine by us. We're going to try and, and confuse Dak Prescott in the red zone." And not not that it's only on Dak to to try and find the end zone, but he doesn't have necessarily a target that's getting open either. I mean, there's a reason why there hasn't been a receiver with a touchdown so far this season. We're three weeks in, and you haven't seen one for Gallup or CD or Brandon Cooks. And, that's something that's going to have to change if the Cowboys are going to continue to have success. Does it look like to you that Dak is just thinking too much in the red zone instead of just relaxing and, and, and letting the speed of the game slow down for him? No, I don't necessarily think so because they, they've methodically moved down the field. Mm-hmm. And Dak has always been a momentum quarterback. I mean, he's been a guy that feeds off of that energy. He feeds off the right direction. He's very good at, at, at keeping things compartmentalized from a game plan standpoint. So nothing, at least from the from the initial parts of the drive, should change for, for Dak in the red zone. I, I just don't think he has the same separation, the same looks. I, I think he's things are muddied up whenever you get you have that little room right. to work with. And so I just don't think his receivers or his his pass catchers are giving him separation enough because it goes back to what I said. Teams Teams are able to back off the line of scrimmage. They don't have to load the box 
and slow down this just nasty red zone short yardage back or the ground game in general. I think you need to maybe probably from a, a play caller standpoint mix in some of these R- RPOs, these reads, these zone reads that uh, allow for multiple opportunities. And, and I think that should open things up. But really, uh, it, it hasn't worked to this point. I don't think it's on Dak, though, those red zone struggles. He he took the blame for it in talking with him yesterday. I mean, he said it. He said he's he's upset. He's mad that, that the red zone has looked the way that it has. And then it's on a little bit of everybody, which is true, but it's not solely on quarterback one uh, to get the job done down there. Kyle Yeoman's Cowboys Network with us telling the press box on ESPN Central Texas. Okay, Kyle, I'll ask you it this way. It, it, does the red zone package need to be adjusted for Mike McCarthy and this offensive staff? Because I don't see any different formations or anything different in the red zone that I'm seeing from the 40-yard out. No, I, I think you're right on that. I think that is exactly the case. And maybe it's a, an instance of a team being too confident uh, going in, and maybe the coaching staff didn't do the best job of preparing. Because, I mean, I thought they were squarely outcoached on, on Sunday. Me too. Completely honest. I thought they were squarely outcoached uh, by Gannon and his staff with Arizona. And they, they came in looking like a team that was desperate and needed a win. Dallas came in looking like a team that had dominated their first two games and said our talent is going to carry us to victory. And there were still certainly points in that game where the execution could have been better and they could have had better results and they would have won that game regardless of a sloppy outing that they had. But that didn't happen. I mean, Arizona continued to to put the pressure on and and keep things at bay. And I think that goes back to the play calling too. I don't think it was a great game plan. And I think it's something that, that this coaching staff is going to have to do a deep dive on to improve upon. So yeah, for the most part, I think it does need to change. I think there needs to be some added sprinkles in the red zone, uh, not only because of the, the inefficiency against Arizona, but really all season. I mean, they beat the Giants. They beat the Jets, and they, they won those games handily. But one of the knocks in those two games was, hey, this red zone offense looks a little shaky. Maybe this is something we should look at. And it really multiple sources or multiple fans around the league or whoever was listening to our content when we talked about it kind of scoffed at it and said, ah, it'll it'll be better whenever the, you get down the road. Well, it, it, it wasn't in week three, and it's something that's going to have to change. Well, and the other thing is, I, I get it. You have less room to work, so why are you trying to run your normal offense when you get down there? You've got to have some different wrinkles and, and just at least make the defense think about something else, whether it's a disguise or whatever you're trying to do, to give yourself an advantage because of the limited space that you have. Yeah, I think you you have to get creative, and you got to get the ground game going. Whether that's with Tony Pollard, Hunter Lipsy, somehow, Pollard, yeah, Deuce Vaughn. I mean, you have options down there. Make it happen in the red zone. Get the ground game going, and I think everything else should follow. How big is this game with New England coming into town? And, and look, I know it's early in the season, but you've got to you've got to build some confidence and get a win in this one at the same time, don't you? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you, you lose this game, you're at two and two, even 500 going against San Francisco on the road and Los Angeles and the Chargers on the road, it, both in primetime matchups. And it, it doesn't get any easier. Sure, you can lose this game and still be four and two going into the bye week or still be uh, at least three and three going into the bye week. You can still win those games. This team's talented enough to do so. But if you lose back to back games against teams that you are very much so, on paper better than, then, yeah, it's going to be a hard-pressed thought process to go 
uh, and, and get a win against San Francisco, a team that looks like they are squarely Super Bowl contenders, uh, and then a, a team in Los Angeles who's a little desperate in their own right uh, after starting 0-2. So, yeah, I, I think there's plenty of work to be done, but it's got to start this week. If you're 3-1 and going uh, to San Francisco, you feel much better about this whole situation than it would be at 2-2 two and two after playing uh, so well in those first two weeks. You talk about being out coached last week. Do you have any any worries about Bill Belichick coming in and out coaching you? <laughs> I mean, you're always going to see a challenge from this Patriots team. It's the do your job, the DYJ that Bill Belichick loves to, to talk about, and mm-hmm. uh, he's going to have that. I mean, he's going to have that same mentality this week, and and they're going to be uh, they're going to be out for something to prove too. I mean, they were very close to being zero and three coming into this, and have you ever seen a Bill Belichick squad be happy yet? One in three uh, through four weeks. So no, yeah, they're, they've got some desperation in their own right, very much so like Arizona had early on. You're still a better team than this, this Patriots bunch just as, as a whole. And I think because of the, predi- the, the pedigree that Bill Belichick brings as a head coach, I think you're going to, to, to bring a better mentality as an organization and also not to mention what happened in Arizona, I'm sure – will help change that mentality. But, uh, yeah, it, it's going to be hard-pressed. Bill Belichick's going to try and take away what you do best, and uh, it's going to be an interesting chess match on Sunday. How interesting is it that the New England Patriots now have Will Greer uh, on their practice squad, and he'll suit up as the third quarterback against Dallas coming in Sunday? Yeah, I think uh, the mental images are are really fun whenever you, you envision – Will Greer coming in, signing his contract, immediately heading to Bill Belichick's office, sitting down and just being interrogated mm-hmm. the entire week for the for the play calls and the signals and whatever Will Greer can give uh, on the Cowboys in the matchup that they've got coming up this week. I mean, I, I'm happy for Will. I think he deserves a spot in the NFL. I mean, you saw that in the final preseason game and the way that he played against the Raiders. Uh, but, yeah, having him – uh, on that other side is going to be interesting, just as much of a uh, an interesting piece in the homecoming aspect, more so because how it's going to affect the game on the field than maybe Zeke, because, hey, he's got a pretty good insight on how this Cowboys offense is being run. Yeah, and the, the fact that at some point, you're going to have to change some things up just because he's there. Whether, whether he's going to be able to help them or not, he can. So you're going to have to change signals. You're going to have to do some different formations and run different plays out of different formations because he's going to he's going to recognize that stuff. He's he's very very diligent and very good at recognizing what is out there and he knows this offense because he yeah. he look, he ran it very as you mentioned, very very good against Oakland. Yeah, I think there's a way that Dallas can do that without completely flipping their entire game. Yeah, you can't do that, can you? Do that in a week. Yeah, you can't you can't completely upend your playbook, but you throw little wrenches and wrinkles into it throughout practice. Maybe you spend a little extra time in the film room and the signal room, and you have those those positional meetings that kind of allow you to get to that point. I think that's one way uh, where you can have some success there. But yeah, I think there is uh, you you have to throw a couple of faux signs in there mm-hmm. because then you can't completely sell out. Even if you think later in the game after seeing one of those fake signs and seeing that it's mixed things up, uh, you're going to have to keep your, your eyes on a swivel, your head on a swivel uh, if you're the New England side because you can't 100% sell out 
especially if uh, if Dallas is going to throw a, a wrinkle at you. Kyle Yeoman's Cowboys Network with us here on the Press Box on ESPN Central Texas. Kyle, how is this offensive line right now? They're banged up still. I, I think, I mean, when we talked last week, I thought all five guys were going in mm-hmm. the game on Sunday, and that didn't end up happening. So uh, as we speak now, I mean, this it looks like uh, Tyron Smith will be out. I, I mean, that's just kind of the, the indication, the fact that he hasn't practiced at least of the last two days. Uh, has not been on the bands and he hasn't been working. So I think it'd be hard pressed to see Tyron in the mix. Uh, Tyler Biotish and Zach Martin were both limited yesterday and did individual drills with the offensive line. So I think they're trending in the right direction. And then Mike McCarthy even talked about it this morning on his, uh, his radio hit. He talked about the, uh, the, the progress that those two guys have made. So I think that would be a great step in the right direction. Having four of your five starters up front makes you feel a lot more comfortable against a really good Patriots defensive front. But uh, it's still going to be interesting to see how they uh, they switch things up and make it uh, uh, make it into Sunday with a healthy offensive line. Kyle, do you think C.D. Lamb can have an opportunity? And do you also think that Christian Gonzalez is going to be lined up with him and take try to take him out of the game? I think there's times where you'll see them matched up, but I think Christian Gonzalez is going to mostly bounce around uh, outside of CD lamb. He'll follow him in the slot. He'll right. go outside a little bit, but he's kind of done that where he hasn't played solely on the boundary or solely on the interior. He's kind of been a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. So I'm interested to see where he's at. He was my number one corner coming out of the draft. Uh, he's, he's, got so much length and so much speed and talent. He played his high school football just down the street from the star at the colony. So Mm -hmm. uh, he has a a homecoming in his own right in a different aspect to it. Uh, But I'm, I'm excited to see him play against CD lamb. I would love to see that battle. Uh, And I would love to see him against Brandon cooks. And and as Cowboys nation wants to see more of him, I want to see them try and work the vertical game and get him down the field a little bit too. Now, how much, how much, if that, does become a a one-on-one situation does that open up things for cooks and and everybody else or should Uh, it i think it 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 would open up uh, some of the other guys christian gonzalez is the number one secondary player for the the patriots and a team that no doubt we had some really good secondary players but he's the guy i mean so yeah, having that matchup should open up the rest of the offense and, and hopefully you get to see those wide receivers kind of open their game up a little bit more and keep things rolling uh, in the positive direction for, for Dak in this offense. But I think there's a long way uh, for, for them to go to, to really say, Hey, just because Christian Gonzalez is covering one guy, then uh, then everything else is going to fall into place. I think they've got to play their best game uh, because especially when this defensive front gets after the offensive line, Dak Prescott's not going to have a whole lot of time to throw the rock. On the defensive side of the ball, Micah Parsons, what do you do with him coming up on Sunday? Let him play free. Let him yeah. get in the backfield. Let him play football. I mean, the 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 times when Micah Parsons is ineffective the most is when he's thinking, when he's having to make decisions. Just let him get to the ball. Let him maybe give him some help over the top and allow those other guys to, to roam behind him. But I think it, it, this is a game – where you can really let him get after Mac Jones because he does not like pressure. And I think they're, they're going to have to try and throw the ball around too. They're not going to have as much success, I don't think, uh, as Arizona did running the ball uh, because that's what the, the main focus has been for this defense. So I expect the Patriots to want to throw it. 
And if they're going to want to throw it, then you're going to have to deal with Michael Parsons. Is this a game where they might take him and move him around a little bit more than we've seen in the previous three games? Uh, possibly. I think for the most part, you're going to see him on the blind side of Mac Jones. Okay. They don't want to see, they don't want quarterbacks to see Micah coming. They want to have him on the backside and have him rushing off that left of the offensive line. Uh, on the interior is a different story. There's going to be times where you'll see him lined up over the nose of the center and kind of allowing him to come through the middle with some extra pressure and stunts probably added through there. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw more of that going into this game than, than some of the stuff we've seen previously. What about DeMarcus Lawrence? Is this going to open things up? If you're concentrating too much on one or the other, it opens things up. Could this be a big game for DeMarcus Lawrence because of the fact that you're trying to disguise Micah around and maybe doing some twists and, and turns up in the defensive line? I, I certainly hope so. Also, just the fact that D-Law is your best run defender yeah. on the team, too, I think helps out a lot. I mean, he he needs to have a big game and, and find a way to, to get in the backfield and make some havoc and, and wreck, some, uh, wreck some plays like that, too. I think if you can allow Micah to play free, uh, D-Law's very quickly after that. Kyle Yeomans, Dallas Cowboys Radio Network, with us here on ESPN Central Texas on the press box. All right, Kyle, what have you got coming up this weekend other than the Cowboy game and the pregame? Yeah, I've got the pregame starting at 2 p.m. Central Time, DallasCowboys.com. You can check that one out. We've got a fun show uh, with Barry Church, Isaiah Stanback, Nate Newton. Uh, I've got a good game tonight, Lebanon Trail and Heritage at the start. Oh, but, there you go. Uh, I've, got a, I've got a couple college games tomorrow just as a fan, not calling anything. Oh. Uh, A&M, Texas A&M and Arkansas at AT&T Stadium. Right. So I'm uh, going to go with that with the family. And then uh, my alma mater, North Texas, back at home. They're playing ACU. So Abilene Christian this weekend, isn't it? Good, yeah, good college football in this week. So it should be a whole lot of fun. All right. There he is, Kyle Yeomans. I'm, I'm sure you're going to have a, a good food report for us next week then. If you're, oh, you're going to go to the college. Sure. I want to know which, which one has the best food at the stadium. Okay. All right. Okay, I'll let you know. It'll probably be North Texas, <laughs> just just because of the bias. Yeah, you're not biased at all, are you? <laughs> no, not at all. Appreciate you guys having me as always. I'll talk to you next week. All right, there he goes, Kyle Yeomans, Cowboys Network, with us here, and you'll hear him on the pregame show uh, right here on ESPN Central Texas, and also uh, you can check it out at DallasCowboys.com. Stay right there. We'll come back. We'll talk more football on this Football Friday right here on the Press Box on ESPN Central Texas. Your leader in high school sports, ESPN Central Texas. The Robinson Coaches Show with Chris Lancaster is brought to you by Triple S Sports. First of two on the road for the uh, Rockets, but Coach, let's go back and talk about the homecoming game against Hillsboro. Just assess your team's play in that in that football game for us. Oh, very excited! How we, you know, number one, when you got homecoming, you got a lot of festivities during the course of the week. I mean, you got pajama day, you got pep rallies. We had a Wednesday night parade, which was awesome. My first time here at Robinson, so just just excited how the kids handled all that, kept their emotions intact, and, and came out and took care of business. I know that that you 
look at things in their totality, but you got to like the way your defense is playing. That's the second shutout in the first five football games. Yeah, it's it's just unbelievable. And you know, you know, we had some injuries. Uh, we were able to move a few people around. You know, I can't say enough about uh, Caraway what he's done with his defensive staff and how to put people in the right spot. We brought Landon Arms in, uh, put him into the boundary as an outside linebacker, and moved Travis Lathan over to the field side, and it was awesome. And moved Drew inside uh, to take uh, the spot of AJ, who's hurt with a knee injury, and uh, and our D line just continues to fill those gaps in a hurry and just stop things. And so we did a real good job uh, stopping the running game, and and uh, we, we once we knew what they were going to do pregame, their starting quarterback who could throw the ball wasn't at the game because he was sick. We knew it was going to be mostly run, run, run. It's Waxahachie life with your Robinson Rockets tonight from Waxahachie, first of two on the road. And I know you're not looking at that second one, so let's talk about let's talk about life tonight. And uh, uh, just as you watch film and video and those type of things, what do you what what is your assessment of this football team? Well, I see a lot of athletes on the field. You know, um, offensively they're going to spread you out. Uh, they got a really good running back. Um, he, he's explosive. He's big. He's got good thighs. I mean, he can run through you, run around you. Um, offensive line-wise, you know, not bad. Um, I think we're going to see a lot of run. But defensively, a scheme that we have not seen. We saw early in this year at a scrimmage with the Rockdale, where they called it a 3-3 stack with a one-high safety, a lot of man coverage tonight. So really looking forward to that challenge and seeing what we got to do. Um, again, you know, we look at all that, but the bottom line is this. We have to focus on ourselves and make sure that we're doing our jobs and each man individually is getting better. And then collectively as a group, we're improving. When you talk about uh, the Mustangs trying to spread you out, is that to create running lanes for that fine running back? Oh, yeah, no doubt. You know, they try to get you out in space and then, you know, either take it around the edge. They do a lot of counter play. They love running a counter where you'll see the guard and tackle pull. Uh, even with the counter and the R, they'll fake the counter and, and, and do some things that, you know, the new term in the, in the ranks is called bash. Uh, but, yeah, it, it spreads you out to run. As you head into this final non-district game, any particular thing you'd like to get done before you head into league play? Well, number one, you want to always come out healthy. Uh, number two, you know, this is this has been a long, you know, we kind of break our season down in different seasons. You know, non, we had scrimmage season to get better, to find out what our snapshot is. We've had non-district season, which is six games of trying to get better, get kids in the right spots and, and do the things to keep – taking our schematics and our schemes and and improving and, and and trying to put in all the playbook but then and then now once you get into district play now you're fighting to get into playoffs to extend for another season so you kind of break it down like that and and, uh, and hope hope the best you know hope it all works out ESPN Central Texas. Triple S Sports is your one stop for all your baseball and softball gear. They have the latest bats, gloves, balls, and equipment from names that you know and trust. Rawlings, Louisville Slugger, DeMarini, Wilson, Easton, Mizuno, Under Armour, and New Balance. Triple S Sports can also take care of your team uniform needs with their large selection of the latest sublimated apparel and custom caps. Ask about league and school special discounts. Stop by their warehouse in Waco or visit them at triplesports.com. Play ball. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. 
All-Around Maintenance is your complete janitorial and construction cleanup service. Whether you're looking for someone to clean your business or you need quick cleanup after a big construction, All-Around Maintenance handles the nitty-gritty. We're Real Central Texans, working with your schedule to satisfy your needs since 1996. We'll leave your office, school, restaurant, industrial facility, house of worship, or apartment complex spotless at an honest rate. Visit us today at allaroundmaintenance.net. That's allaroundmaintenance.net. Let us do the dirty work. Wings Pizza and Things is celebrating 16 years as your headquarters for great food and great sports. Wings Pizza and Things, where there's not a bad seat in the house to catch all the games on over 60 big screen TVs. With the NFL ticket, you're not going to miss any of the action no matter who your team is. Want the best in college football? Nobody has more games than Wings Pizza and Things. With a great menu to satisfy the entire family. The name says it all. Wings Pizza and Things. Temple's number one spot for great sports and great food for 16 years. Check it out today at wingsintemple.com. Hi, I'm Mark Stewart with Bird Colgen Ford. It's that time of year. It's football season, and Bird Colgen Ford is a proud supporter of the best high school football teams right here in Central Texas. BK Ford is proud to sell the number one truck in Texas, the F-Series truck, led by our leading rusher, the F-150, 46 years in a row. Come to the largest showroom in Texas and experience better at Bird Colgen Ford. Very nice, Aaron. One of my favorites. (laughs) Welcome back to the Press Box here on ESPN Central Texas. One out away from securing this first postseason berth in seven years. And the bullpen collapses. Yeah. It's a very familiar story. (laughs) Man, but they were – and you're not going to save 100% of your games, but if they had saved – If they'd saved 50% of them. They would be – about a 105-win team, mm-hmm. somewhere around there, yeah. Cl- maybe close to 110. It's yeah. it's amazing how bad that bullpen has been. And it's also amazing they are where they are, despite how b- bad that bullpen has been. It's It's been absolutely awful. And Chapman, who you thought was going to come in and, and save anything, um, just did not get it done last night. He He loaded the bases with two singles and a walk. And so Bruce Bochy went with Hernandez. He retired the next two batters. And Crawford, well, said, nope, we're going to go ahead and win this thing right here. Ugh. Aaron, if this trend continues and they continue to collapse with the bullpen, how bad is that going to be for you? I'm not saying that it's going to happen. We, we've got, but we. I'm, I'm not. The window about, is very small. I'm here. not worried about the regular season. All right, it's seven to get to two wins and losses. I, I'm worried about the postseason, obviously, but <laughs> I'm not worried about making the postseason. Do you think that it? Of course, it would behoove them, but it, it it would be so much better if they could just win the West to get that little time off instead of being that wild card team. Oh, it makes uh, a huge difference. It makes a big difference, huge doesn't it? Huge difference, yeah. You get everybody rested, including your bullpen, and you get your starting Which rotation. obviously needs it, right? Yes. You get your starting <laughs> rotation fully rested and set, which the wildcard teams don't get to do. They mm-hmm. can either not have their ace fully rested or, you know, they can juggle their, their starting lineup 
or their their starters as far as the series goes. So it's huge to win to to not just make the playoffs, but win the West for the Rangers. Rangers in Seattle tonight, nine ten first pitch. Nathan Evaldi will go on the mound. But does it really matter who starts the game right now for the Rangers? Isn't the concern what we've been talking about? Where do they go? I mean, who 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 do they bring in that can is there anybody in that bullpen that walks out of it and you go, Oh, we're okay? I, I don't know. I don't think no, there's anybody there's out there. There's not. And that's why and I'm being serious. I quit after that losing streak. <laughs> I, I I don't watch the end of the games anymore. I just don't. I you know. The, I don't think it's I'm a it's not superstitious. I just <laughs> they've blown so many leads, I'm not gonna watch. Uh it's tough to watch. There's no doubt about it because Absolutely. you just think, okay, we're cruising. Here we go. And mm-mm, it just doesn't come to fruition for this bullpen. It, it's absolutely 100% frustrating. And I, I, I'm like you. I think they get to the playoffs. I think they'll be fine uh, with, you know, win tonight and you're in, right? Mm-hmm. You win tonight and Houston loses tonight. They're back at it tonight. And I think that that gives you the West, doesn't it not? Isn't it two games? Mm-hmm. Either way, so you win the West tonight, maybe. Yep. All right. You going to hold your breath? I mean, I think it could happen today. Okay. We'll see. They're, uh, the Rangers are dogs tonight, but, um, you know, it's it's pretty even. And, and the <laughs> the line in baseball is really, like, it, I, you, can't, you just never know. No. Yeah, there's so many losses, Not so many bad that. games. No, that's why you shouldn't bet on baseball, by the <laughs> no, way. No. Yeah. Just a PSA. I never have but for that reason. It's, <laughs> it is a losing proposition because, you know, you can get the ace of and a Cy Young Award winner, mm-hmm. and he's starting, and it's minus 290, which is you had to put up 290 to win 100. And nope. they could have a great lineup like the Astros or the, the Rangers, the Astros or the Braves. And they still, yeah, they they could still lose five to nothing, <laughs> and it happens all the time. Houston, by the way, has Arizona at Arizona tonight, eight forty first pitch. So uh, they'll be just a few minutes ahead of the Rangers. Um, but a a win tonight for the Rangers and a loss to Houston will give the Rangers the West. And I honestly. Did not think that I would be saying those words in the 2023 season by any stretch of the imagination. Absolutely not. Not even close. Me either. <laughs> hopefully, I, th- I think Monday. Are you going to get the shirt? Nah. I don't, you're not going to go over? Not, you're not going to stand in line at no. Academy for the shirt? No. Nah, if not, they win the West? I'm No. Winning the West is great, but I'll, I'll buy a uh, – if I'm not buying an individual player shirt, I'll wait until they win the World Series. However long that may be. Not even the ALCS if they win that? Maybe. maybe. Okay. But probably not just because (laughs) they've won the ALCS twice and, you know, I didn't get to get the other shirt. I'm tired of ALCS shirts. (laughs) Had enough of those shirts, huh? I have. (laughs) You need to call Nelly and tell him thank you very much for not letting you get the World Series shirt. All right. Uh, NFL coming up this weekend. Of course, we'll have the Cowboys for you right here on ESPN. But – some other interesting matchups uh, as the NFC East, Commanders and Eagles. I I don't know 
that the Eagles are nine points better than the Commanders, but I know that they're better than the Commanders, and I think that the Eagles, Aaron, could take a commanding lead in this NFC East with a win here on Sunday. I don't know about commanding. I don't think Dallas loses, but I, they're going to roll Washington. Washington's mm-hmm. terrible. Washington's had a tough schedule, too, but they're – Competitive with bad teams and the good teams like Buffalo last week just embarrassed them. Right. I mean, that, that, that was as dominating a performance as you're going to see in an NFL game. Chargers and Raiders, this interests me for one reason. Quentin Johnson's going to get more time because their number one receiver is out for the Chargers. Mm-hmm. So I want to see how Quentin steps up against the Raiders. Uh, th- being at home, too, I think that that uh, lends a hand to them. But uh, I really want to see how Quentin does. Yeah. On Sunday and how much more because you and I both have been pounding the table. Get Quentin Johnson involved in your offense. They haven't done it yet. We'll see how that works out. Yeah, unfortunately, Mike Williams season-ending injury, but that that is an opportunity for Quentin. Should be a lot of fun. Don't forget high school football across our airwaves coming up tonight. Right here we have Robinson on ESPN, the Temple Wildcats over on Fox on one hundred four point nine. It'll be the China Spring Cougars and a one hundred one three. It'll be the Lorena Leopards high school football across our airwaves tonight. Baylor coming up tomorrow afternoon as they take on UCF on the road for the first time. 1230 will be the tailgate show with J-Mo and the gang. Don't forget John Morris this afternoon at 2 o'clock. Matt Mosley, 3-6, to six, leading you into high school football. It's all right here on ESPN Central Texas. It's going to do it for us. Don't forget we'll be at 11 o'clock coming up on Monday. For Aaron Sexton, I'm Ward Weitz. Until next time. So long, everybody. Sunday afternoon, it's your Cowboys and the New England Patriots. Live from AT&T Stadium on this Dallas Cowboys radio network station.